words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our Jesus' human mind is changed 
through a reasoned verbal exchange with this woman. And finally, the woman's part of the conversation is the right response so that her daughter is then healed from a distance. Well, that's one interpretation of this text. Let me preach this. I have been much more open to minority biblical interpretations since I have become a part of the minority. I mean this, I'm white, I'm married, I'm a male, I'm a father, in the good old U.S. of A. Oh, and I forgot to mention what so many of you already know, but not all of you, is that I'm disabled by my epilepsy, which means that I am in the minority. Now, this is one of those you should moments. It's not a shame on you, finger pointing. It's a good thing. You should be proud of your actions and attitudes towards someone who has epilepsy. Why? Because in all those other churches, back in Tennessee, I was not even allowed to volunteer. And you not only let me volunteer, you insisted in bringing me on staff and paying me something. So you are in the faithful minority. And as long as I've got you here. <laughs> this captive congregation, I do want to say thank you. Now, there are some other things that I do wish to preach as well. And one of the things that being in the minority by having this disability is that I know what it is to be desperate. The Syrophoenician woman was desperate for her daughter. And in her desperation, quote, she came and bowed down before him, Jesus, and, quote, begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter, bowing and begging. Those are actions of desperation. You know, personally, possibly, the first time I ever had an authentic faith was in my desperation to bow down before and beg for Jesus to heal me. And it seems that this outsider woman had more faith than Jesus' <coughs> disciples did, and certainly more than I did. Comparatively and unfortunately, this is also an authentic phenomenon of religious people at our worst 
those of us who are religious, to one degree or the other, have this tendency to think that we're faultless. It's like a t-shirt that I once read. It says, I have my faults, but being wrong is not one of them. <laughs> and perhaps in this text, God wants us to grasp that the outsider, the stranger, the minority has quite a bit about faith to teach us. And what I mean is that Jesus goes ahead and grants her request by healing her demon-possessed daughter. Now, I want to get very personal to you. This is where it gets personal to me. And I'm just letting you know I cannot separate myself from this text. In many versions of the Bible, there are headings that attempt to describe what is going on in that text. And there are plenty of texts in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that describe Jesus healing. A few of those texts involve Jesus healing someone with epilepsy. And do you know what the headings of some of those texts are? Jesus heals a demon-possessed dot, dot, dot. You see, normally here, I'd like to slip something in that's kind of funny to break this tension, but this next example is not, not, not one of them. You know another word that some versions of the Bible use to describe someone with epilepsy? The word is lunatic. Lunatic. You see why I take that personally. But I don't take it privately because I belong to a community. I belong to something much bigger than me. When I go home today, I, I don't know if preachers do this, but here's your homework. Those of you who have internet, Log on to this website called YouTube <laughs> and type in the subject line there. You'll see it. Subject. Type in tonic, clonic, seizure. Okay? That's, your, that's your homework. And you will see something not very pleasant. You will see something that horror movies often 
depict as demonic possession. And my friends, you will see what has happened to this preacher hundreds of times. And then you will see why I take it very personally. Now in all honesty, I have no idea what this sermon has done to transform your ideas of those in need of healing. We do nevertheless follow one who healed, continues to heal, and is with those in need of healing. And I think it's followers of Jesus to be redundant here. We're called to follow Jesus. And only Jesus knows where that will go. Now, in about 20 minutes, however, you will be called to come forth to follow Jesus through these words. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your hearts by faith through thanksgiving. If you only were to eat the crumbs that fell from the table, that would be enough. It will be enough to fill your soul and be healed in ways you never could 